You're now tuned into the Voice in the Wilderness podcast. I am your host, Carl Lee, Christ Vibes Only. Let's get into this episode. So thank you for tuning in to this episode. I actually, I want to talk about uh, hopelessness and just the turning point before you accept and take in being hopeless or being helpless because that's a turning point in life. Because at a point of feeling up or feeling down, you have the choice to either accept it and let it completely come over you or to say, okay, since I have nothing to lose, let me see what acting would do. Let me see what going forward, changing my lane completely could be. You know, and I think a lot of times people get so caught up um, knocking on the same door and wanting someone else to answer it that they don't think I should just knock on a different door. And, you know, the thing about being prepared to accept hopelessness is that you're starting to realize you have nothing to lose. And I think before we look at not having anything to lose, we tend to say, there's nothing I'm gaining. There's nothing I'm gaining. I'm here and I'm here and I'm here. And it just seems like I'm, I'm, and you're in this place of just feeling hopeless that no one stops to say, well, I mean, since I'm already allowing myself to accept some place at the bottom, which, you know, a lot of times is, is, our, is our own thoughts because there's always another situation. There's always another situation that you could look at and say, not that. And, you know, we just have to remember how much of this is spiritual. A lot of it, most of it is just spiritual. You know, uh, we have an enemy. This is a Christian podcast. I can say that, you know, there is something deeper than you just feeling sad. I'm just feeling sad or I'm just feeling, you know, uh, you know, like 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 there's nothing I can do to change my circumstances. You know, like I've done it all. I've done everything. And a lot of times that everything, you know, it depends like on one, you needing to know that like the will of God is the real thing for your life. And being hopeless is not something that you have to take on. A lot of times it's like we're looking at things that we want God to do in our lives. And, you know, we look at circumstances and those circumstances tell us something different from what God says. And sometimes we just want God to move how we want him to move without requiring anything of us, without requiring obedience or sacrifice or for us to walk upright or be who we're supposed to be. Like we want him to just make it happen, right? It's like, okay, so at this point in my life, God, I think I'm ready for it. I want you to make that happen. And we don't look at any of the things that would surround him actually being able to make that happen. Because in Psalms 84:11, the verse says, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk upright. So like right there, he's like setting the bar of where receiving like kicks in right, where these things kick in. And, you know, what, what puts us in a place to be able to expect, 
You know, what puts us in the place for us to feel like I can pray this, I can, you know, uh, you know, bring this to the altar. You know, like we have these things that where it's like, uh, man, um, I've been so off, I can't even go to church. So it's people that have paused them from themselves from even going to church because of some of the stuff they've been doing. And that's over the top. You know, if there was ever going to be anything you should get back into, it's like, okay, at least get around some fellow believers and let someone, you know, let a, let a person who is strong in faith encourage you, right? But um, back to what I was talking about as far as hopelessness is that the Bible has many situations where people were at the point of what would be hopeless and God stepping in and changing everything, turning situations around. And one of the things about this generation, or maybe just people in general, is that I feel like the bar for hopelessness has lowered extremely, right? So when being hopeless might have been, you know, a whole lot more two years ago, three years ago, maybe even, you know, last year, hopelessness now is like, oh, I just, I don't have enough friends, and oh, I, I, I drive this, and I, I feel like I've been working at this job so long, and, you know, it's like things that you're dealing with that cause you to feel hopeless when a lot of times, like, you can clock out of being hopeless. Like, even if you're young, at some point, your life will get to the point where all of your options and everything that you deal with and every consequence that you deal with comes from a choice that you made. And in which case, if you feel hopeless, it's kind of on you. And not to just blow it off, like, this is a responsibility now if you're hopeless at this point in your life, like, but to an extent, you know, you have to figure out how to, how to move in life. And, you know, and this is why it's so important to have that relationship with God, because moving in this world, when this world is the way it is, when this world is without God and this world doesn't have a peace that we have, a peace that passes all understanding, you know, it's, it's because we have something that digs deeper than what hopelessness would be. And we see God move on behalf of people in the Bible. You know, at, at a point, Joseph was in prison. You know, at a point, Esther was the only person that could speak for her whole, like, country, for all of her countrymen. And, you know, it's, it's, it's okay when you feel like, you know, you want more, or you could expect more, or you want to grow from a situation. Sometimes that's what it takes to motivate you. But when you let it overtake you and engulf you to where you make it seem like, or you take it as hopelessness is your only option. Hopelessness has a point that it wants to take you to. When you get overwhelmed with feeling like there is nothing, you know, and you know, and not to like casually bring up suicide, but as far as like this uh, 2020, you know, between 2020 and 2018, the rates were extremely high, the highest that they have ever been. And, you know, it's 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 a very sensitive thing to feel like you have no hope. The interesting thing about hope is that it requires faith, you know, and you have to have a faith walk. You have to have faith and you have faith by hearing so like you have to listen to things and read things that are encouraging to your spirit and then they will help you build hope 
right? So when you hear it and you listen to things and you like are being encouraged, it's giving you hope to have faith that things can happen. And when you go and you live your life and it's like you've never encouraged yourself with hearing the right stuff. And, you know, it is so true that even people who are not like Christian believers, you know, will listen to everyone talk like, you know, their version of what their their beliefs are and really be sitting there getting encouraged. Like, oh, my God, I read it and my horoscope and like their faith and what they believe is growing. Like I'm not I'm not here to say like it's wrong, it's right or whatever they're doing, but what I'm saying is like they're finding hope. They're 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 doing it and it's like, yeah, no, I, well, I think so, like but just they're just encouraging themselves amongst each other. And I think it's so funny that like out of every every belief group, people attack church so much. Like you don't like almost like you know you don't need to be encouraged you can just read it yourself and be encouraged while everyone else in the world is gathering together and talking and you know we're not accepting or they're trying to get us to like make ourselves accept we don't need to be encouraged by one another it was even like crazier to me is you'll have people who run zoos and they'll look at certain animals and be like oh no you cannot leave those animals alone they get really depressed Wow, yeah, I didn't know those animals got depressed. Yeah, they get really depressed. And they just have their community animals. They have to be in communities. That That's how they survive. They groom each other. It's a part of their communication. And we'll take a whole human being who's like, who have the highest levels of communicating on earth and then somehow like get them to comprehend you can be okay alone. Like, suicide rates don't go up like depression doesn't exist you know so i mean even when you listen to the world don't listen to the world because the bible says the world's uh wisdom is as foolishness you know what i'm gonna find the exact the exact verse so we can stay on the same page and that is first corinthians three nineteen. for the wisdom of this world is foolishness in the sight of god and like Sometimes you look at the news and start feeling like you're like getting like partially manipulated by something that's not like actually, you know, uh, what like you know who did the math or the science behind this statistic, and it's because as believers and and having that connection to hope and to faith, we know when something is weird or when something is kind of off, and um, you know, not everyone does. Not everyone knows when they hear something like, um, that sounds like foolishness to me, but they are uh, definitely continuing despite me knowing that it's foolishness. And that is taking place a whole lot right now that I could actually end up going into like a whole completely different area. But even that area is causing people to like feel hopeless because now instead of looking at faith as an option to fix your hopelessness it's like oh well i mean you don't have to feel hopeless you can get on this we can actually science can do this you don't don't feel hopeless or feel like you want to reach into god or get to know you know just where you got this from or why you feel like that it's just you know there's other ways you don't have to feel hopeless about it you <laughs> and they have these like 
over-the-top answers when God is saying the answer is me, the answer is faith, the answer is communication. You know, we casually try to figure out how to leave God out. You know what I mean? Like everything in the world is trying to like make you figure out how to leave God out of the equation. Like, okay, what would you do if there was no God? Like, honestly, it's like, what is it to you? You don't believe in God in the first place, so why do you care that I get my peace and encouragement from faith, from my relationship with God, from reading my Bible, from uh, encouraging other people? You know, so when you look at people not have this, not have this connection, and keep trying to figure out how to get around it, how to get around it. And it's not to say that people who believe in God don't uh, get depressed or get sad or, or sometimes feel something like hopeless. But, you know, even that, even even for us, it's the same answer. You starting to feel some kind of way? Guess what? Maybe it's time to stop watching so much TV. Maybe you need to give TV a break. You know, because our flesh's desires, they don't go hand in hand with God. And sometimes when you try to place them together, you end up feeling not fulfilled because God is not looking for your part to you to partnership uh, your flesh and your spirit together. You know, where you're trying to look at what you want with your flesh, but trying to spiritually get it. Like, okay, I, you know, I hope that didn't go over anybody's head, but it's kind of like, okay, I want this and this and this and this. The world say, get it like this and this and this and this. And I just want God to do that. God, I want you to do these steps that the world do to get what looks like blessings and then bring them to me. And, you know, God is not going to do anything that's not his will for you. Right? Like, okay, that's not, that's not what I'm here for. And then you're going to just, like, impose that on God. Like, oh, no, God, guess what? Uh, that's why I brought you here. Like, <laughs> what? No, it doesn't work like that, you know? And um, now there's so many different circumstances that people have, you know, and it only intensifies how much you need God. The more intense the situation the more intense the, the, the need and the drive you should have to dig into your word and, or get to know God in some kind of way. So even though I might have some very casual uh, examples, like, oh, I want a car and I'm feeling hopeless, you know, for somebody's level of hopeless, it might be so deep that I might feel like I don't want to talk about any of it. That is so heavy or that is so sad or I completely understand how somebody could feel hopeless in that situation. What the answer is, is still the same answer. Like God has the answer. His love for us, his caring for us, that he would send his son to die for us, that we can grow and get to know him. The answer is... The answer to hopelessness is a relationship with God. And the thing about, you know, being at being at the door of hopelessness, you know, being at the door of hopelessness, you have the choice, the option to like bust a move because you already know you already are feeling like you have nothing to lose. Anything beyond that point, you don't even know where it's headed. So why not find out what would happen if you were to? Right. What would happen if I was to step out and take this chance? Like I'm already looking at and having no hope. I'm already looking at. And, you know, what comes with being hopeless is a lot. People do some things 
from feeling hopeless. People do some some things from feeling like they had no choice. You know what I mean? And so, okay. So in the Bible, there's there's Esther. And, you know, she was chosen to be like one of the women of the king. You know, and, and if you, most Christians like have heard this story was a billions times, right? Especially if you're a woman and you have like the woman's Bible, if you ever went to like a woman's meeting, they always touch on Esther. And um, I mean, but the Bible, the Bible was for us all. So even even Esther is for us as men, just the same way Jesus was for women. You know, if you have a woman's Bible, congratulations. I hope you have a real Bible. No, <laughs> that's... I'm joking, I'm joking, but we all need the same Bible at some point, so um, so Esther comes before the king unannounced, right, now this, to come before the king unannounced and to just like present yourself, you could actually be killed, right, she needed, and not to, not to mention this man, he had multiple wives, right, he was like, he was that guy, and so Esther took it up on herself, to come in and speak on behalf of the people. Well, why was it so necessary for her to come to the king, even though she knows she could have been beheaded? Because what what was going on at that time was the king had decided he wanted to kill all of the Israelites. Like, we're going to just off them all. And if you want to read this, it's in the book of Esther. How convenient. The story is the same as the book. Well, there you go. Well, okay, she comes before the king. She's like, look, if you are going to kill Israel, then you need to start with me because I am an Israelite. So, I mean, that right there was a major game changer. So, like, she's sitting there. The decree to have all of Israel killed is complete hopelessness. You're in the city. They decide, okay, we go kill all of y'all. It turns out one of the king's wives is 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 an Israelite and you know now she's looking at okay so they go kill everybody you can't tell me that's not a hopeless situation right there and then the only way to possibly save herself is to go in there and be like okay I know you're talking about killing me but this is me so hopefully that does something like mm mm Mm. But what did she have to lose in being hopeless and then shooting a shot somewhere, right? And I think that's what happens with a lot of people. It's like you put you you're in a situation. I'm not gonna say you put yourself in a situation, but you're in a situation. You feel hopeless. You're at the end of the rope. I guarantee you, whatever your hopelessness is, it's not kill you and your whole race of people in a day. Like, and then, you know, oh, am I going to save everybody by saying, uh, if you love me, uh, start killing me before you kill all my people? Like, that's not going to be your scenario of what hopelessness is. Now, it could be something else, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to belittle that, but I'm going to say, in the situation of feeling like you have no options in your own hand, in your own deck, why not try God? Why not try something else another route another shot okay that door was closed why not try another door and I think you know when we feel like hopelessness is the answer hopelessness it, it doesn't have it doesn't have 
anything to be an answer. It's a situation. It might be something that you're dealing with. It might be a moment in time. But do you know how many people felt hopeless and hopelessness was, was only a season? It was only a night. The Bible says joy comes in the morning. Sometimes when you look at a situation and you feel it and you're taking it to heart and you want more for yourself and you want to be better and you look at hopelessness not as this will pass, this is right now, but instead look at it like so much of a I don't see a way out that you make that the same as an option you're accepting. Like I'm going to accept this hopelessness. Really, a lot of times you are like really, really close to God, really setting you up to become somebody else, somebody that you want to be, somebody better. Even deciding that, you know, certain relationships aren't healthy. This relationship isn't good for me. In this relationship with this person, I feel hopeless. And you don't think that should give you the strength to get out of it? It should. Feeling hopeless, that means you have nothing to lose with trying somewhere else. You have nothing to lose with looking for another job. Like you're sitting there, it's not enough. Uh, sometimes, you know, people are in these relationships. It's the most toxic situation they could have ever imagined being in in their whole life. And somehow they don't, you know, they're accepting, you know, this place of hopelessness as a real location. You know, like, okay... I'm not saying it's not a reality, but I'm saying, is it a place that you accept as a location for your life? Do you look at what hopelessness is and say, this is my promised land? Because ultimately, you have to decide if this is your, if hopelessness is your promised land. And the thing is, you know, hope the hopelessness, it doesn't have what it takes to be a promised land. And that's how you know when you're not at the promised land, you're dealing with, and it has no potential to be, like, God is looking at the whole situation like, why are you even there? How did we get here? But he's merciful, and he knows, like, talk to me. Grow in faith and watch hopelessness not have a place. Hopelessness, hopelessness is, is like, it wants, to, it wants to exist, right? It wants to engulf. But like the more you grow in spirit and in faith, it just dissolves. There's just no space for it. And that's why it's like what you put in your spirit, what you watch. And I say that all, all the time on here. You got to watch what you watch and put in your spirit. And it could almost sound cliche. But when you're getting to the place of like, I really, I'm really starting to feel like I think I'm being affected. I'm starting to not have hope. I'm starting to lose expectation. I'm starting to think that this is not... You know, when you're getting there, it's time for you to really evaluate what you're putting in your spirit, right? Because it might be time for you to, like, chill on social media for a minute. You might have to be like, okay, I'm going to deactivate, deactivate my IG, deactivate my TikTok. And sometimes it takes that. And it takes hearing the word, hearing the word. Just simply like, you know, finding something that just encourages you about the Bible or about God and just uh, and maybe it means like deleting or deleting, unfollowing people and then following the right people, you know, f like filling your like stream up with people who believe what you believe. And like when I was trying to like really work out the most, I started following workout pages. Right. I'm like, OK, 
Yeah, 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 I'm following them. Okay, okay, cool. Oh, see, that's what I need. I need to see posts about eating right. Yeah, okay. Every now and then, somebody you working out. Okay, cool. Oh, somebody got like the abs I'm trying to get. Like, man, I got to go to the gym right now. It just gets you going, you know. You can go from feeling like you'll never lose weight. And then you follow some guy who's like losing weight. It looks like, you know, every month he lost about 80 pounds. And this is like a really, somebody way bigger than you've ever been. And they're consistently pursuing their goal to like, and you know what it started? Even that started with the form of faith and giving up on being hopeless. Like sometimes you got to just say, you know what? Hopelessness is just not for me. Where it would take me, where hopelessness would like to take me, I don't want to go. You know, like I said, people do people do a lot of things dealing with being hopeless. Hopelessness can take your life. People have taken their own lives from being hopeless. So when you when you're looking at a hopelessness that deep, you have nothing to lose in trying God. You have nothing to lose and in saying a prayer and listening to something to encourage your spirit and faith or maybe just, you know, because you're already halfway prepared to do something that that you can't reverse why not try god why not see if you know this bible stuff could be for you this this word of god feels like something why not give that a try why not just give it a month give it a month you felt hopeless you were almost ready to you know go very far give god a try Right, real casually. Right, okay, you know what? I might be jumping the gun. Let me uh, just see if God could reach me. If He can have something in His Bible that I relate to and can grow from. And you know, so I mean, this was a heavy, heavy subject that I tried to keep, you know, um, somewhat palatable without uh turning any turning away any ears or causing any to feel judged or like set back or put off and still be like something we all could um agree with because you know it's not always just necessarily life hopeless but you can feel hopeless in a lot of situations you know there's been things where in the past I thought man what is what's ever changed or will I ever grow out of this and and a lot of it I did grow out of and I think a lot of young people don't know, like, a lot of the stuff you're dealing with is going to be something you actually grow out of. You're going to go to high school, graduate, and actually never see somebody again that next year. You will literally graduate and then have people you never see again after that graduation. Now, that's real life. You can't look at any situation in, like, high school era as forever and worth you know uh just going into hopelessness for it if i understand that it feels very real and it feels like it's going to last forever but it's not and you know the bible talks about storms and life is full of storms and it's full of seasons that felt like they would last you know one more story just bring up one more story in the bible um jesus was on a boat just just to show that, you know, this I just, I'm just bringing this up to show, like, that even though, like, it may really feel like God is chilling on us, that does not mean he's, that doesn't mean that he's not aware of you, right? Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this, and I, I thought this was, like, so funny when I first really read it, 
because I was like, oh my God, sheesh. And this is the book of Mark chapter four, verse 37. And it says, and there arose a great storm of wind and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. Okay. So what it's saying right there is like, it was so bad that the boat was full of water, right? Swift changing pages. And then it says, and he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep. Now watch this. Asleep on a pillow. Come on. That means you don't get more rested than intentionally bringing a pillow with you down there to take a nap. Like he knew he was going to sleep. That's what that was about. Okay, so let me continue. And they awake him and said unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased. And there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? Okay, see that? So now we're back at faith, right? So they're there. They're in the storm. The boat is becoming full of water. And at that point of being in the middle of a storm, tell me you don't feel what, what hopelessness is. They're thinking they're at the borderline of maybe drowning to death or their boat flipping or just like a, a situation that's bigger than them. The disappointing thing to God when Jesus, when he looked at it, he was like, OK, see, so now y'all want me to come through. Y'all want me to come through because there was no there was no faith. Now, what was I saying about faith and hope? You can't have faith if you don't have hope. How could you believe something? How could you believe it? The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But then it also says faith is the substance of things hoped for so like even though you want to if you might you might want to have it but you can't be hopeless right you can't be hopeless and then try to get faith so what do you want to what do you have to do you have to grow your faith in order to have hope now you when you have hope you have expectations now you could expect that jesus would come through now they had to go down there and wake him up oh my god oh, wake up please do you are you not afraid we're gonna die and then he was like look okay peace be still like you got to believe God could ride in on your situations and be like, peace be still. And that's where you kind of, you don't hold on to, to, to hopelessness because God could come in and change your situations just like he spoke to the storms and the sea, he could speak to the storms in your life. And, you know, so I, I feel like I jumped around a bit, but I mean, you can't do better than ending with Jesus stepping in on the storms, you know, don't let your storms cause you to feel hopeless, you know, because hopeless has, has a lot of places that it go. And if you're going to be going anywhere, make sure you got Jesus on your side. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Anyway, you guys, thank you for tuning in to this episode. I uh, thank you for listening to it. Have a blessed one. You already know. Boom, boom, boom.